0: Welcome to the New Zealand Tech Marketers podcast, a New Zealand Tech Marketers Group passion project where we interview inspiring Kiwi marketers working in some of New Zealand's leading tech brands. To launch our very first episode, we are joined by Helen Shorthouse. Helen has over 25 years experience across a range of diverse business sectors and organizations and has been working in the tech and innovation space for over a decade. She's also one of New Zealand Tech Marketers Group's executive committee members and is the Christchurch lead. Today, Helen is going to talk to us about getting started in tech marketing. Welcome along, Helen. Hi, Lisa, very pleased to be here. Pleased to have you here, thanks for joining us. So before we get started into the nitty gritty questions on how to get started in tech marketing, I thought it would be good to get a bit of background information on you for those listeners that haven't met you before at the Christchurch event, so they can understand your experience in the tech marketing industry. So firstly, can you tell us a bit more about your experience and how you ended up in the tech and innovation space?
1: Yeah, cool. Um, actually, my, I thought maybe I'd go back to how I got into marketing in the first place. Um, so I started in my first marketing role in the early to mid 90s, which is probably before some people, including you, maybe even born. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but I actually worked for a company um, that was the Gatwick Express Shuttle Service in London that went between Gatwick Airport and uh, the centre of London. And I was uh, essentially responsible for the customer service team, um, meeting customers, dealing with issues when trains got cancelled, etc, etc. Um, but Ultimately, I decided actually I wanted to kind of own the narrative a bit more. It was a very reactive role, which Mm -hmm. was uh, good fun. But um, I kind of felt that I really felt a passion for the company and the story we had to tell because we were trying to position ourselves as quite a premium brand. Mm -hmm. So I spoke to my boss and said I wanted to do marketing. Um, And he kind of came back to me a little while later and said that they'd created a new sales and marketing role um, which I was going to take up and so then I was responsible for working with the airline industry and the tourism operators and trying to package up um, the shuttle service as part of a whole kind of story about you can get to London really quickly um, mm-hmm. from the airport um, at that time we were competing against a quicker journey time uh, sorry, a shorter journey time sorry at that time we were competing against what looked on the map of a shorter journey between Heathrow and and the center of town but actually Gatwick Express was a faster one Mm -hmm. and so that's how I kind of got into marketing and sales so I think probably a lesson there was um, for me was definitely ask for what you want because if I hadn't asked that role would never have um, never have come up and also the art of persuasion and understanding your um who you're talking to because the role actually was created as sales and marketing Mm-hmm. Uh, because essentially the CEO wanted a salesperson. So the, my boss, who was the GM, had actually managed to kind of uh, pitch it in between where both of us were happy um, and that got buy-in and funding from the CEO. So that was, mm-hmm. uh, that was good. And then I think probably a further lesson for me which has been reiterated over time was that to the importance of sales and marketing um, working really closely together. Mm. Uh, they're often kind of, they're often quite separate. Um, and disconnected uh, and actually getting the two of them to work together because we're all after the same thing and they need to support each other and I quite often describe them as holding hands together and being best of friends so that was how so that was how I got into marketing but how I got into tech was actually more accidental than anything so in about 2000 I got a marketing role with Compaq Computers uh, Mm -hmm. in the UK uh, and actually, I didn't even apply for that job. That was a job that I got put forward to from a recruiter. Mm-hmm. So anybody that thinks that um, random jobs being sent in by um, recruiters to people don't work. I'm living proof that it did. So that was how I kind of landed in a tech company. And I absolutely loved it. Um, the job was uh, based in by the River Thames in Richmond mm-hmm. it was a massive... Um, there was a great bunch of people. They were really super sociable, and it was um, had great pay and a company car. What more could I want? So I stayed with them uh, all the way through, and their merger with Hewlett Packard. They merger in inverted commas, um, with Hewlett Packard until I migrated to New Zealand in 2004. Um, and for that role, I was responsible for marketing, targeting small um, SMEs and home office workers. Mm -hmm. And I worked with the product managers to market desktops and monitors and laptops and servers and that sort of thing, and focused on selling through e-retailers and supporting the sales team. Uh, We spent a large amount of money, had a massive budget for paid newspaper and billboard advertising, um, but also were doing some really interesting experimenting with advertising on the internet at that stage, which was still relatively Mm -hmm. new, (laughs)
0: Um, and, oh, just a question. Uh, yeah, so on that that. Was... Sorry, Helen, to interrupt. Um, we'll get into this a little bit later, but moving into that tech space, were there any stark differences from what you were doing in the previous role that you've just mentioned? Um, oh,
1: it'd all been a bit of a journey, to be honest because I've had another role in between um, the railway right. and, um, and the tech company. Um, which was actually working for postal Force Worldwide, uh, which was part of the post office uh, in the UK. And that was a sales and marketing role again. Mm-hmm. Um, what did I think was different? It was just a different, um, I suppose, a different scale and attitude. It was working with a big global um, multinational. Um, within Compaq, it was pretty much you were able to understand and tailor things to your local market. Um, but when Hewlett Packard, when the merger uh, takeover with Hewlett Packard happened, they were very much a kind of a from the centre. Uh, what goes in the USA, uh, we want everybody to be aligned with and doing the same thing. And actually, while that meant for some good uh, ownership as a brand centrally, what I found really frustrating about that side of things was their lack of ability to have flexibility and understand the local market.
0: Mm. And,
1: and what needs were different and so for example in the UK at that time the use of internet advertising and the success that we were getting with the SME market was streets ahead of what was happening in the US but they wanted us to stop because in the US they were just throwing money at um, newspaper advertising mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, so I found that quite frustrating but from a tech perspective it was very much uh, understanding it was in the small business market. So it was really uh, fast moving. So there was new products being released every month to six weeks. Some of them were um, various small iterations of what I've been before. So there might be a different hard drive or different level of RAM or a different slight different size of monitor, etc. Mm-hmm. So I suppose for me, um, And this is a theme that I see repeated all the time is uh, people talking about features um, and their product rather than actually understanding what it meant from a customer perspective. So I used to have these conversations with the product managers was like, that's great. But what does that actually mean? And why Mm. would a customer actually care about the fact that it's got this, that or the other feature to it? And, uh, and sometimes it was kind of like talking, you know, you two are talking past each other. But that's, um, and to be honest with you, that works. That's the same conversation you can have in lots of different um, spheres and, and sectors. But certainly I found that to be a conversation I still have on a fairly regular basis with okay. people in the tech community.
0: On that note, so what are you up to today? What is your core role? I see that you've opened up Helen, sorry, Shorthouse Consulting. Tell us a bit more about that and what you're doing on your day-to-day.
1: Yeah, cool. So on a daily basis, I'm a um, consultant, contractor, coach specialising in marketing for the tech sector, tech companies in New Zealand, helping them to tell their story to the world. Um, So essentially, I kind of do that in a mixture of, different ways sometimes, <laughs> sometimes i work with companies who have got a strategy but their marketing is quite disjointed so actually trying to help them to say well okay you're trying to achieve x y and z mm-hmm. what can we do from a marketing perspective so actually putting in place a marketing strategy so lots of companies do marketing activity on a tactical basis so, and i try and help people to think about it from a much more strategic basis mm-hmm. um, you know understanding who your customers are Aligning your activity, making sure your sales and marketing is coordinated. Um, some of the work I do is coaching one-on-one, either with the CEO founder, or if somebody's, if an organisation has a marketing uh, exec or a marketing person in place who's really good at the kind of the delivery side of things, but sometimes needs a bit of um, extra power in terms of support for themselves or around the strategy then I'll work with them Mm -hmm. and sometimes I actually just roll my sleeves up and uh, get stuck in so at the moment I'm um, operating within a company called information leadership and so I'm Mm -hmm. helping them on a short-term contract to get set up in marketing they're doing some really good stuff but they have no systems and uh, processes in place they have nobody doing it I'm helping them to recruit setting up some um systems making sure that they're moving from being ad hoc and tactical to a bit more strategic so they're telling a story rather than just firing out um posts and an update without any thought to how it connects to their um overall business strategy and that's a lot more It's really helping businesses uh to do more with what they um sorry really helping businesses to actually be a bit smarter about what they do tell their mm-hmm. story uh, and grow their sales, which is ultimately what they
0: are after. So, what would you say your favorite part about working um, in marketing in the technology sector is? What's a highlight
1: That's a great question. what What do I love about it? I think number one, I love about it is actually the people. <laughs> um, I've, um, lots of people I think tech gets a bad rap. For being full of geeky people who have no social skills, but actually, my experience has been that it's a really energetic, um, inspiring, supportive, friendly group of people. And um, to be honest with you, that's probably the number one driver. I've got some really good relationships in Christchurch and across the country. Um, and yeah, I love the people in it. And the second reason I love it is the really uh, innovative. Future looking technologies that are being developed. Some of them are for niche issues here in New Zealand. Some of them solve problems that are big global problems. Some of them have got markets in um, overseas, but really specialists. And I just think that continues to excite and inspire me uh, on a really regular basis. I see, you know, I really genuinely have a passion for the the smart things that come out of New Zealand and I think um, I think we do some really, really good
0: stuff so that can provide for the people to keep me coming back for more. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely agree with you there, like when I started in tech marketing, that was sort of the thing that caught my interest actually, was like, oh my goodness, like New Zealand is making some really cool stuff, we're pulling our weight in terms of the technology that's going out into the world, you know, with a small or large, there's some really awesome stuff that's getting developed and built in New Zealand, which is a great to be part of.
1: Yeah, and I guess from my perspective, a lot of that's being done behind doors and people Mm. don't understand what's being done. And I'm constantly coming across new things. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Or you you guys are really smart. Mm. Um, So from a marketing perspective, I find that quite easy in a way, because often there is a a story to be told. It um, just needs a bit of sharpening up sometimes from a customer perspective. And then other times it actually just needs to be told on a regular basis um, rather than just kind of ad hoc. And, you know, Kiwis were very good at the whole um, tall poppy syndrome, so mm-hmm. actually not telling our stories very well. But, uh, yeah, I think it's a, a great, I'm a future, I'm a future looker, future focused person. So working in the tech uh, ecosystem really does um, kind of play to that, that piece. And it's got global, you know, it's got a global perspective,
0: which is also exciting. Yeah, definitely. So on that, we'll crack right into the meaty questions in how to get started in tech marketing. So for new tech marketers or startups, what do they need to consider when marketing tech products or services? What would be some key considerations from your experience that you would suggest to newcomers or startups?
1: In an ideal world you start with a blank piece of paper but I will, um, I will put an asterisk on that one as I go through but I think um, the idea uh, I think people should really think about things from a strategic perspective so there's loads and loads of activity out there I guess what I see is lots of businesses who either do nothing from a marketing perspective uh, or what they do is very ad hoc Uh, So they might post a blog here or um, have a LinkedIn post there, but there's no consistency for it and there's no particular story for it. Mm -hmm. So I guess while we're all busy doing activity, I would like to see people taking a much more strategic approach to what they're doing and actually thinking, what is the business trying to achieve? Mm -hmm. Where are we trying to go to? What's our long-term play here? And what does marketing... Uh, has to you know what's the support that marketing can offer from that perspective Mm -hmm. and for me that's kind of number one and so some of that's actually who are who are our customers Mm -hmm. and lots and lots of entrepreneurs um, and ideas people see the potential in lots and lots of things but actually taking one step at a time and saying what can we focus on today Mm -hmm. I'm not saying don't do that ever, but just what can we focus on today to actually get that really running well? Um, so actually sometimes sitting down and um, sometimes actually doing that yourself as a marketer, you have to give yourself some space to think about that because you may be working in a team of people that have no idea what you're talking about, really don't get it and just want to, you to, they've employed you as a marketer to kind of get on and They want to see activity, So in my experience, while starting with a blank sheet of paper and telling everybody to go away and leave you alone while you think strategy is lovely, but it's often (laughs) unlikely to happen. So the reality is that you kind of need to run two parallel streams. One of them is do some activity because that's what people want to see. Mm -hmm. Um, But the other one is actually to try and think about that activity from a strategic perspective. Um, And actually also thinking about... um, what's the story that you're trying to tell and saying it on a regular basis so if nothing else I would say do your strategy and then Mm -hmm. get your messaging straight and then do it uh, often repeating the same message and I think even if you start small and manageable and build up it's better Mm -hmm. than kind of going all guns blazing and then realizing that you're not Delivering anything. So, I mean, I've seen a number of posts where people have sent out their first newsletter, <laughs> and then you never see another newsletter yeah. again. So, don't start a newsletter if you don't know what your plan for a newsletter is. Yeah. Start by just saying, all we can achieve is a um, quarterly blog post mm-hmm. and a fortnightly LinkedIn post. Start there, but know what you're going to say. Um, and I'm also a great fan of reusing things. So if you do one piece of content, pick it up, think about how you can reuse it. I recycle and then just repeat it again. Because I think, um, you know, this is sometimes an eye opener for some people that I work with, but actually you don't have to reinvent the wheel all the time. Um, Make your life easy. We're all busy. So kind of from a marketing perspective, from somebody who's owning that marketing machine, I'd say you'll often get asked to do things that, might not be the right thing, um, and your boss might be thinking they're asking you to do that because they think it's the right thing, but have confidence in yourself to push back and say, actually, I'd like to do this this way, and here's my reason. So we're doing it this way because that's supporting the strategy. Uh, And yes, I can do that, but actually we've agreed our priority is over here. So um, let's just regroup back to that. what we've
0: agreed we're gonna do. Yeah, that's some so good advice, that would probably, definitely. That would probably be my start of the 10 anyway. Very loaded first question, but a good answer. Yeah. Um, so what have been some of the bigger challenges you've had to overcome in tech marketing? And what have been some of the tactics and strategies you've used to overcome those? Obviously without going into detail, but maybe we can get an overview, maybe a listener mm. can relate in some way challenges, probably just of the companies
1: that
0: uh, I'm working with
1: now, but also ones that I've kind of seen over um, the last decade, and so I've been kicking mm. around in the tech ecosystem is actually getting people to do the marketing activity on a regular and planned basis. So, I mean, I think a lot of people uh, come uh, know they need to do marketing, um, they can't rely on word of mouth forever. Um, but actually, trying to have the headspace to find time to to do something or to when it's not their skill base to, to just know where to start so I think that's probably one of the big challenges and I guess that's why I try and help people to say okay we can think about it from a strategic perspective but let's build a plan and let's make it really really re- real for you in your business mm. and and that whole thing about that reusing and repurposing so you don't have to kind of keep creating new content and things like that so I think having a strategy, I talk to people a lot about strategy, but having a strategy is one thing that actually you have then got to be able to take it and implement it. Um, yeah. And so that's kind of one of the challenges is actually trying to get people to see that and to do it on a regular basis. Um, and um, then the uh, another challenge I've seen, and this is probably more from my old role when I was within um, Christchurch NZ and CDC, the Economic Development Agency, Mm -hmm. but also um, as a uh, part of, I used to be on the Canterbury Tech Cluster and also Mm -hmm. was on the board of the um, High Tech Awards, was actually telling people um, or encouraging people to put themselves forward to awards, to do awards uh, and to showcase themselves. um, Yes. That's called poppy syndrome, yeah. um, but also because a lot of businesses are externally focused um, with overseas markets, mm-hmm. uh, and actually trying to convince them that that's a good thing to do here. And actually talking to people about talent attraction, so I think we often talk about customer marketing, but actually often you're also marketing to a future talent workforce, and especially at the moment, yeah, tech, um, you know, the tech community's been crying out for talent. For years and years, and you know, with COVID at the moment, that's not um, making that go away. Mm-hmm. And also, more companies who aren't even in the tech ecosystem per se are actually, you know, they're fighting for the same t- talent. So it's how you position yourself um, to try and a- appeal as an interesting, exciting-looking organization to work for as well.
0: Sure. Okay. Thank you for that. It was very informative. Do you have any advice for emerging tech marketers or those looking to hire their first tech marketing lead?
1: If I think about uh, hiring the first tech marketing leader, I'm actually going through that with a client at the moment. Um, So it's really about, uh, we're from talking the tech Marketing space as the marketing unicorn, right? So everybody Mm -hmm. wants somebody who can think strategically, is excellent at SEO and AdWords, can write content and update the website and do everything, right? Mm -hmm. And actually, that's really, really hard to get all those skills in one person. Um, So I think it's really about understanding what your business needs right now, Mm -hmm. right today, and what's going to be really helpful for you Um, and it might be that actually what you really want is somebody who can help you on writing content and creating campaigns. Um, you can outsource some things. So whereas there's a specialist skill, outsource it. Um, but really just think about um, what you're writing in your job advert and also how you're positioning yourself as an organisation. Um, so that you look like you're an interesting an interesting place to come on work. Uh, and work. And probably another thing is actually when you've got people through the door how you support that person and mm. um, so you're not just leaving them isolated because as um we know in the tech marketing group ecosystem often you're plugging in as a marketer to an organization that's full of tech people and they talk tech things to each other and have no idea what you're talking about so actually how do you support that person um so that they can be the best that they can that they can be um, for your organization. So giving them opportunities, um, making sure you give them airtime, letting them experiment, that kind of thing. Yes. And in terms of advice for emerging tech marketers, um, probably I would say, think about where you want to be long-term. And this is probably from your own perspective, um, mm-hmm. but also from the business perspective. So, I always think if you don't have a plan you kind of don't know where you're going but don't get lost in the weeds think about the the big goals Um, and sometimes that's a really good question for you to ask back at your boss founder leader whoever and say where do they want to go because actually sometimes they're lost in the weeds as well and need your help to um, pull themselves out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd also say get yourself a coach or a mentor and I'm not saying that as a promotion for myself although clearly I'd love to help people but really that whole thing about you know you want to be the best that you can do you yeah you may not know it all um you know there's the analogy of the sports people who represent New Zealand yeah they've all got uh, coaches and mentors Mm -hmm. and if I'm honest it's probably taken me a long time to understand that the the best people that you see around you have all got a team mm. of people around them. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a paid person. It could even just be get yourself a few people who are your peers um, or just above you that you go out for a coffee with, but, um, but really believe in yourself and invest in yourself mm. um, right from the get go, I would say. Um, and then the other thing I would say is this probably hops back to that first job that I had in, sales and marketing but understand who your stakeholders are and what drives them Mm. because I think um, some of that's actually about understanding beyond who your boss is or your customers are it's also understanding who's pulling the strings within the organization Um, because sometimes it might actually be your ceo Um, or um, a director or uh, the head of sales or whatever and understand what their needs are think about them from a persona perspective develop your own personas and understand what their pain points are and how you can make their life easier and communicate and influence them but actually think about that rather than when you think you're stuck in something and why something's not working often that's because you're um you're kind of coming up against a barrier. So if you can understand why that barrier exists, sometimes that's actually about understanding um, those. I'm going to say politics with a lower case so. but those are the politics internally, as well as all the things that are going on externally that you have to think about. Yeah, um, and yeah. have fun.
0: Yeah,
1: life's too short <laughs> not to have fun. So whatever you do, <laughs> have fun. And if you're not enjoying what you're doing at the moment, there's plenty of other places that you can be appreciated and love having fun doing what you're doing.
0: <laughs> That's great insight, um, Helen. Thanks for that. Um, last question for the episode today. Do you have any tech marketers that you admire? Who do you think we should have next on the episode and why do you think they're the best of the best?
1: That's a very good question. And... Um, Talk quite a long time about this one and so it's really hard to identify tech marketers per se that you admire yeah. because actually we're the people behind the scenes so yeah. you don't often see the tech marketer they're not the person out the front um talking about themselves sure. and what they've done um you see the company uh, so but then I was thinking I'm going to answer the question about who I would like to listen to you interviewing so I've yes. got some suggestions <laughs> the people that I want to hear the stories of um so um i've got four so andrew pankhurst who has recently moved to christchurch uh, to be the marketing manager for link engine management who are a really interesting company who are specialists in um, engine control units for uh, drag and drift racing cars so okay. very very niche leaders really good they were finalists of the company of the year this year in the high tech awards um but andrew um previously ran his own marketing agency up in wellington so i think he'll have some really interesting perspectives coming from agency side into a niche uh, Mm -hmm. tech company i'd like to hear a bit more about that uh bindi griffin who is the director of marketing at lawview um Mm -hmm if I've pronounced that correctly, they've, uh, they've just had a big chunk of funding. So they're a uh, law-focused software SaaS product uh-huh. uh, and they are going all out in growth into the US. I would really like to hear a bit okay. more about that journey, about how they got their investment, uh, what part they play, how they're scaling up their marketing activity, that kind of thing. So I think that would be really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Caroline Francis, who's uh, on the, also on the tech marketers group exec, and is also a, a virtual CMO, works across a bunch of really interesting companies and was previously also the director at Jade Software a mm-hmm. few years ago. But she'll have some really good um, perspectives. And I know she's doing some quite interesting uh, work with some of the companies she's working with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the last person I think would be really interesting to uh, interview is um, Brittany Kane, who is the marketing manager for Concept Engineering. Uh, Also based down in Christchurch, they, the name is a bit of a misnomer, but they actually sell software um, for aged care facilities. And Brittany, I think Brittany started there about seven years ago as kind of a marketing support person or she was basically their first marketing hire.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, And
1: she's now um, grown grown that team, grown their capabilities and is doing some really interesting things in the marketing function there. Um, and I know we had her along and she's spoken um, in some of the she's come along to some of the tech marketing group meetups that we've had here in Christchurch and I know everybody's been really interested to hear what she has to say so I think she'd be a really good person to listen to as well
0: oh okay noted all right well that is it for today's episode thank you so much for coming along Helen you shared some really good insight there and I'm hoping all our listeners feel the same if you have any questions for Helen or for future episodes, please feel free to get in touch. You can reach Helen. Helen, where can our audience reach you? Uh, I'm on
1: LinkedIn and my contact details are on there. So I'd love for you to connect, but I would say when you connect, and you just write me a little note because I like people to say why they want to connect <laughs> rather than just a random connection with somebody I've yeah. never met before. <laughs>
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. And if you'd like to reach out to us at the tech marketers group, you can find our website and social accounts in the show notes as well as Helen's LinkedIn account.